winter. Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Winter. This is a special episode in this series of podcasts which normally come from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva and Gometra. In this episode, you're going to hear the voices of a handful of people who attended the Benesson Show on the 2nd of August 2019. The Benesson Show is an agricultural and cultural show which is held in the fields around Benesson Primary and the Ross of Mull. I was invited by the show committee to go along and record the memories of participants old and new as they talk about the show, what it means to them and their communities. As I was recording outside in a field, the sound is somewhat erratic. It might be best to listen to this episode on headphones, I'm not quite sure, but uh, I've tried my best to even it out, but there are some times when it's just a bit full of noise, so be prepared for some commentary in the background, especially when you hear Nigel's bit. I'll be back at the end of the episode with a bit more information as well, and another story from one of the participants. And now, it's a great pleasure to give you a flavour of the Benesson Show in 2019. are you? Uh, I'm Stephen McCallum. Eh? And what's your role today, Stephen? I'll be a bit of under vice president. You want tennis for Very this nice. <laughs> but uh, it's just a name. Everybody's the same here. We all help out, so it's good. How long does it take to set up the show? It starts on a Monday night at seven, and it's every evening right up until the Thursday night. Usually by about eleven o'clock. It's fingers crossed. It's all ready by then, if we're lucky. <laughs> and how long have you been involved with the Benesson show for? Since probably about since uh, early twenties, late late teens, twentieish, round about then. So, it's only a couple of years then. I uh, just a few years. I, I look young, don't I? <laughs> and what do you think it is about the Benesson show that is that marks out as special? What is it about this, the feeling of this place? Just uh, the community spirit um, of both the locals and visitors and people that have come in. It brings everybody together. We have uh, every night you're you're helping up at the, the show field and you've got people that have just come to the place and they want to be part of the scene and they love it. And at the end of the night you have a Kaylee. Every night there's a wee Kaylee at the end and all the old stories come out and these people get to hear these stories and the, it's, it's great. There's people you don't see all year but you see them this week. Yeah? Talking of the old stories, are there any old stories in particular that you're very fond of? Um, there's a lot I couldn't really say in the radio. Huh? <laughs> I'm Jane, Jane, Jane Branson from Benefit. <laughs> and when, what's your first memories of Oh my goodness. Um, I don't remember my first memories, just lots of memories when our kids were wee. I mean, they're now sort of all in their sort of mid to late 20s and uh, they would always do, uh, make things for the Benesson show for the, for the children's section. So it was always a mad panic doing all the baking and doing the making things out of paper or uh, sewing. In fact, we've still got at home wee animals that they made, handmade. One's a Humpty Dumpty and there's a spider and there's a rabbit. We've still got at home. That's right. fantastic. And yes. did they win? Aye, they did. And, and in fact, the Humpty Dumpty, he was on the... His photo was in the show brochure for about five or six years later, afterwards, every year. <laughs> he sits on top of our grand, grandfather clock at home. 
What do you think it is about the Benesson show that makes it kind of special and kind of different to the other shows? It's it's meeting folk. You meet people you see every day. You meet folk that you see you only see here because they're from the other end, and you don't see them maybe from one Benesson show to the next. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's put a lot of effort into whether they're bringing animals here, whether they've done baking or potatoes or whatever. And then other people, they've not made anything, but they're here to just have a day off, enjoy themselves, stop and have a blather. It, it's it's great. <laughs> Do you have any particular sort of uh, memory of the show that stands out as a favourite memory at all? Um, oh, in fact, flashed up on my Facebook today, six years ago today, uh, there was photographs. Uh, it was They always do toshing the sheaf. Uh, so with a pitchfork, getting a, a bale of hay, a, a sort of bale of straw over the the high pole, and uh, so we had with the pipe band, we had uh, Doogie, my son, all in in his kilt. He was doing it, and then my daughter's partner, he was in the pipe band at the time. He was doing it in the kilt as well. So I've got these photographs of the two of them trying to chuck this heavy bale of hay over a high pole, <laughs> dressed in kilts. Look great. Who got further? Doogie, our son. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Thank you so much, Jim. No worries. It's a lovely show, and some folk were praising it up, saying it's better than the salmon show. So. I think, I think I'm right today, especially when there's no midges. Yeah. <laughs> and what a big crowd there is. <laughs> when did you first start coming to the Benesson show, sorry? I've been in Mull all my days, so I come when I can. <laughs> but see, now I've got wheelchair. It makes it a bit difficult. I come when I can, and Gregor always comes when he can. <laughs> Are there any memories of characters from the past, from the Benesson show, that stick out for you at all? One was Ronnie Campbell. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard of him before? I used to know Ronnie. He was lovely. He was a true gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and Jan is just listening into my conversation. Do you remember any memories of the Benesson show? I remember you and Annie uh-huh. in the re- uh, capering about in the rain. One of those very rainy days. Oh yes. Uh-huh. And you you look so happy. <laughs> in your element. <laughs> what, what do you think it is that makes the Benesson show the success that it is? Everybody's pleased to see everybody else. and yeah, Very all... much a social occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the older people that don't get to see each other every day. Now that uh, you know, schools and everything are shut, so they all meet here. It's a fine thing. You get sorted, eh? Aye, aye. I'm going to be back. Well oh, what's this for? This is recording people's memories yes. of the Benesson show. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> trying to get I'm a newbie. Do you want a hand? No. Who are you? Well, Nigel Burgess, and I first came to Erid. Stevie Nicks has 30 burgers left, so if you want one, go now. You have to cut that bit out. No, I'll keep that, it's uh, great. 1976. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my first experience <laughs> of Vanessa and Show would have been taking vegetables, uh, dirty, unwashed vegetables, Aye. and then seeing how it was actually done. 
And uh, ever since then, I've been trying to perfect it. Well, with Rosie's help, you know, Rosie is the one who uh, wrote the authoritative guide on showing vegetables in Vanessa. Uh, but going back to the first days of the show, and uh, from Erid, we came across with a Frenchman who was making pancakes over an open fire. Oh, lovely. Mixing the batter with his bare hands and yeah, turned a few people's heads, but they tasted good. Yeah. And Andy Gibson, who is no longer with us. But Andy was a, a star at, in those days. He brought the first inflatable to the show. All right. And it was called Humpf. Ah. And it was stuck together with glue, a bit of tarpaulin with a an old Electrolux uh, hoover that was blowing it up. And we were throwing kids up onto this. It was big bag, six feet tall, and it was wonderful. It was great fun. That just set a whole new uh, tone for yeah. the show as a fun event. So that's, um, that's, that's my first recollections. And it's become more and more fun ever since. Uh, yeah, that spirit lives on here. And uh, yeah. Andy Gibson. <laughs> and are there any other characters that kind of carry on in your mind as well? Oh, well, yeah, indeed. David Glacier used to throw the sheaf. Oh, right. And I used to compete against David Glacier, who owned Penigale Estate at the time. We were neck and neck a few years, but uh, I remember the year I actually beat him, and it was, oh, I felt this was, <laughs> I'd risen to such a dizzy height. I don't do that anymore, I'm past that, but uh, it's good to see the tradition carrying on. Uh, and then, then, of course, um, there were the twins. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, now here's a man who's Hi, familiar with this microphone. <laughs> How are you doing? You all right? Uh, Hi, good. Nice to yeah. see you. Hi. Just chatting yeah. about memories. You too, oh, Davey. See you, boy. Hi. Yeah. Met somebody uh, just yesterday again. They said to me about taking the marble out of the marble quarry for yes. the church okay, in London. Yes. The well, the boy I met the other day there is the grandson of the session clerk. Well, they come to Iona every year. But he just said to me, oh, just, I just heard you the other day there, he says, and he says, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait up to the tail to let my father hear it. Because he, the father, says, the son of the session clerk. Just talking about the memories of the show and characters from the past. Are there people that stick out from you, for your memory at all, that were here? I never was at the nation show until this man fished with me for a summer, ah, right? And then when he left, Ian Dougal came home. Yes. And Ian had the craft, and he was bringing stuff here. So we had a day off in Benes and show from the fishing. That was a rare thing. And that, that was only, and I'd never been to the show before. No. Gosh, the cattle sale in Benes was a day off from the school. But the, the show, no. But the old characters, I mean, the, the, the two who really spring to mind, Donald and Duncan. No, I, 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 they fought with themselves. Really? <laughs> if you want to know about Donald and Duncan, you speak to the man with the microphone. I, I, Stephen, oh, Stephen's got a few stories about relationships. I, I, uncles. Uncles of Stephen's. twins. I, the twins, what a pair they were. Right. Uh, there were three, and there was Callum and Callum And they were all, they're all bachelors. Yeah. He was telling me that at New Hogmanay, they used to go into his parents' house. 
and they'd, sit, they'd just go in and just walk in and sit beside the bed with the half bottle filling up the whiskey glasses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, that's uh, the way to do Hogman in. When did also Lee work? Yes. They worked for Hardwick. They in, uh, did yes. Hardwick work for Hard, Well, Hardwick and David Glacier. Aye, afterwards, yes. aye. Yes, yeah, aye. Uh, but they were at school before. They were shepherding out at Sheba. So you know the trees they took out from Sheba, the forester who was cutting and that it. That was the base gundle. He said the that was the finest timber in 50 years. He's never okay, taken such fine trees out of the, the forest. The really? You should see them. They're just dead straight and... Oh, magnificent! And uh, is it the lack of wind there, or is it's it the soil? It's the soil itself. Well, and Sheba, yeah. it means six cows, you know. Sheba. Sheba. I didn't know that. Yeah, right. yeah. That that uh, says something about the quality of yeah. the ground. Yeah. 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 Everybody worked for school, I think. Oh, there was a Neil lot of Campbell and Johnny McCree and all those yeah. boys. Yeah. Aye, they would all have been right. shepherding right. and right. yeah for the department, the government. And now it's just and it's just James runs the whole show up there. It's supported a lot of sheep right. in those days. Right. I mean, right. you know, there are times when crofters around here were paying ten shillings for their land. The rental on Skur to the Duke of Argyle is £120 a year. What the heck? It's a big, then, big acre. Big, big acre. Mm. And you see it from the sea, it's massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it took in yeah. Sheba as well. Uh, and uh, over the boat. Truck more, uh, yeah. Uh, right, right up until you make Cassig, I suppose. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's mm. huge. Oh, it is. Massive yeah. area. I was in Bal uh, at the beach of Balnahard in the north end of Collinsey there just last week, or the week before last. And looking across the mall, God, you forget the scale of it when you're here. It's huge. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah, all that South Shore when you're yeah, tramping me, along it. Tell me some, is there chuffs in Collinsey? There are chuff in Collinsey, yes. They're not in school anymore, are they? Well, they used to be. We ah, used to yeah. see them on the, the, white, uh, the white sands, yeah. yeah. But they're not there now, are they? I haven't seen them. I, but I, no, I, yeah. I haven't seen reports of them for a while. I don't know why. Are there goats at uh, yeah. school? Right. Right, so the show day raffle going to take place right. down at the right. beer tent, folks. Jack's okay. going to do the show day raffle. I don't want to say this out too loud, but it's just probably my favourite show in Ireland. Why is it's that? really community oriented, really community based, and very local. It's got that really nice local feel about it. You know, and everyone's quite compact, you know, and it's not, the show's not spread out, and there's a real sort of community feeling down here. And that's not to take away from Salon. No, not at, at all. all. But it really feels like a real community down here and a real community show. They've got that bit more space as well, which makes a difference. Yeah, they, they've opened up a wee bit, they've, they've moved it. In some ways it's better, they've moved the sheep and the cattle further down. It has opened it up to feel a bit more roomy, I suppose, so. Uh, but no, it's one of my favourite shows. And do you remember the first time you came to it at all? Oh, God, now you're going back, that's... You know, and I'm not local here, but that's over 20 years ago was the first show I came to. Uh, and I remember the day, but I didn't remember the evening, because I went to the dance afterwards, so... I remember, and there's other shows where I've remembered various aspects of it, but you end up in the beer tent here. Ah. That's a really dangerous place to go, so it's always safer to have to drive. But yes, indeed, yes, mm -hmm. I'm driving anyway. awesome. But no, we've done really well down here at the show. We've, we uh, uh, got the overall sheep champion here once with a wee lamb. We show a wee lamb about five, six years ago. Oh, man. And we've done, no, we've done really well down here. Really enjoyed it. I haven't taken any cattle down here. 
Right. Uh, maybe I should. There's Highlanders there because Highlanders always seem to add to the touristy bit. You know, yes. this yeah. majestic-looking animal with horns and yes. flowing. But enough about hair. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 the cow standing beside me. You know. <laughs> exactly. <myself>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I grew a beard. You know, the ginger. Yes. Just to ensure that nobody yeah. mistakes you for uh, you know your Norse ancestry. There's no. The Vikings have been here. Well, they have been. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and well visited. And no. then. From, do you remember any characters from the early days of the show when you were coming at all as well? Anyone oh, that sticks out? Well, you did, you know, you'd Ronnie Campbell, obviously, ah. years ago, and Ronnie used to do a bit of commentary, and he would do the auction at the end of the day, and just, he knew everybody and his wit and the way he could play off people, and he was just a real character. You know, and he used to bring, it's Suffolk's as well. Well, he used to have cows, it was cows he had, and then he bought this Suffolk's, and I used to shear the sheep for him. And uh, I always said to him, he said, no, no, the cattle are getting too much for me. And he go to the Suffolk's. I said, why are you getting Suffolk's? He said, they're just like wee cows. And he did say to me, he said, the sheep are eating more than the cattle ever did. And I used to go down to the shearing trailer to get the Suffolk's, clip oh. the Suffolk's on. And I used to shear blackies out of the shearing trailer. And I went, a wee door, a wee bungee door and it, up and oh. down. And then getting these Suffolk's out of it, you had to walk, you couldn't get them out the door, you had to walk them out and then roll them over. And the, so Ronnie, it was, uh, yeah, he was one of the, the characters of the show, definitely. And I suppose there's been many before that as well. And, well, you know, even today you've got Jimmy Campbell, uh, Fijian, you know, he's oh, a real yeah. character of the show and, you know, brings the blackies and he's got Texels as well. So, you know, a real supporter of the show. And it's great how some of the cattle used to get walked here. Really? I didn't they know just that. used to walk them here. Yeah. And then, you know, stories at the end of the day, many years ago, they would just let them out and just let them go because everybody was probably that food that they couldn't <laughs> take them home anyway. They would just let them go and the cattle would all make their own way home. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's, you know, I used to hear the stories, that's the way it should be. Oh. And some, I've been out in Newest, I was out in, uh, at Ben Beckler's show, and the great thing about that was that you didn't know whose sheep were whose because they were all let go further back and they ran into the ring. Nobody was with their sheep and they judged them that way. And it was, it was a really, these local, these far out shows, I think they're way more important than likes of the Highland show and yeah. all these more commercialised shows. This is the roots, this is where it needs to be. Yeah. And this is where you get all the kids and everybody involved in it. And, People love this sort of stuff, and if it wasn't for this, is where livestock farming plays a really important role in the social aspect and the, the social infrastructure of a, a community like this. Yeah. That you come to this, and if it wasn't for these animals here, it doesn't make the show. This is what helps really make the show. So, yeah, really important. They're still there. What are you working on today, Charlie? It's a bit of buffalo horn. All right. From Tobermory. Aye. <laughs> the Tobermory buffaloes. Aye, via, via India. Ah, right, okay. Comes, it's imported. Yeah. There's a man who's a whole business of importing it into Britain. Uh -huh. Well, actually, it's in the Black Isles. It's into Scotland. Uh -huh. He imports all the stuff and he uh, exports staghorn to China. Goodness me. Aye. Uh -huh. So, yeah. is it? Are you, you, so three, three tonne of that comes into Britain every year. Goodness me. Yeah. From India? From India. This is domesticated water buffalo. Uh -huh. So when you see one, they're about the streets. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it quite different to kind of working with anything that we have around here? Yes, uh, it's, it, in a way it's far, far easier because once you've got that turned and, and shaped, yeah. it's dense. You're not going to have any problems anymore. Right, it's not going to like, shatter or anything? No, no, it's not like your arms are you might be halfway spend nights at it and then you find a big bubble inside or a lump of blood or something yeah, yeah. and then it wrecks it you know so that's why I've, I haven't made a ramshorn stick for 15 years maybe 15 or 50? 
<laughs> 15. <laughs> I was going to say, my like, God. Like you're when you were a tiny boy. <laughs> well, that's been the, I, I bet you'll be making sticks for 45 years. Uh, uh, Who taught you? Was it in the family? Uh, no. There was, a, a, there was a, a family came here from Tarbert. Uh, the Campbells of Tarbert. They were, they were uh, builders. But they were the best coop makers in Britain. Right. They really, uh, the old fellow especially, he pioneered lovely designs, new materials to glue them up. He was just a perfectionist in every way. And he won everything that could be won in Britain. And then the two boys, his two sons, they could have followed them. So they started they started running classes in the, down at Jura, not at Jura way there, uh, Arne Drochet. It's called Arne Drochet. So we went from Derbig, a van load of us down there. Uh, uh, it was good, yeah. So I was always interested in whittling away with, yeah. with wood, and I've actually tried to make a, a walking stick out of wood before I ever went down there. Right. And I've actually still got a couple of them, but they're not bony. <laughs> Just looking at it, so do you go across the grain of it, or do you go like diagonally? Well, if you go, like, if you any wood or anything that you're cutting, it cuts far right across slightly. Yeah. If you go, if you go, if you go, uh, it depends on the grain of everything, you know. But this is so dense. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, it's just that I'm used to doing it at that kind of forty-five degrees angle. Yeah. Because if you go at ninety degrees, uh -huh. you can put a hollow in it. Totally. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you go at forty-five, you've got a good chance. You work a line of it. Ah, right, exactly. You can see what's up. Who are you? Cameron. Can you tell me, do you remember your first Benesson show? Uh, vaguely. It would have been nine, nine years ago. Um, the show is always a bit different for me because I'm in the kitchen helping out Marion. Although I've been getting less and less of that work as the years have gone by right now. I've been getting out, escaping the kitchen and, and enjoying the show. And what's it like um, cooking for the show? What is that experience like? I don't do the cooking. I just butter the bread and make the sandwiches up. Um, Marion does all the cooking through the week. And Katrina and Alison, um, they're preparing all the food through the week and then cooking on the day. And I, I used to do a lot more sandwich making, but uh, for some reason, they give me less responsibility now. <laughs> Was it the knives? It was. I couldn't really cut any with the blunt knives they were giving me anymore. <laughs> Do you have any favourite memories of the Benesson show at all? Some of them are a bit more hazy than others, but a couple of years ago the Toss and the Sheaf competition was quite um, quite competitive actually, and the now brother-in-law, Ewan Mackey, was involved in it right up until the end. Of it. it was getting higher and higher, so that was quite entertaining. Generally, they're all, all quite fun as soon as the pipe bands played a few sets and managed to get a few thirst quenchers in. And are there any uh, particular characters from the past of the show that stick out in your mind at all? <laughs> a lot of people have talked about Ronnie Campbell obviously being... Uh... I, I didn't, to be honest, well, I knew Ronnie a bit but I didn't know him all that well. So the first time I met Ronnie, for some reason he got in his head that my name was Colin. 
So he called me Colin and I didn't really know him that well, so I was just too polite and I thought, oh, I'll just ignore that, I'll just carry on, carry on. And then the next year I saw him and he called me Colin. Yes. And then this went on for about eight years and I never ever actually had the heart to tell him <laughs> that my name was Cameron. So every single time I'd see him, He'd call me Colin and I'd enter into a big long discussion with him and he'd call me Colin numerous times and there'd be, like this actually, there'd be then folks standing around <laughs> trying to catch my eye and trying to make me laugh and then after that spending the whole day calling me Colin as well. And I Nine years I was speaking to Roddy Campbell, I never actually got around to telling him that my name was Cameron because I just never had it in my heart to tell him. You want a beer, Colin? <laughs> Yeah, everybody knew it was Ronnie, I guess, and, and across all the shows, and he did so much work for charity as well. It's yeah, a wonderful, fantastic yeah. amount of money that he raised over the years. So, yeah. yeah, big, big character, I guess, for, for the show. But I know I'm normally scuttling around in the background, really. And is there is there anything that um, behind the scenes of the show that people don't know or don't understand or wouldn't have guessed? Do you think at all? Uh, generally, just the amount of effort that goes into putting it all up and putting it all together so there's um, there's always a team of folk get together putting all the tents up and they start on the Monday and still putting them up Thursday night um, I, Marion doing the food so she does um, there's a wee stall that she does as well but she actually she does the food for all the judges and, and the pipe band and everybody so I, she's from well starts cooking everything and preparing everything on the Monday but the week before she's um, getting everything sorted so I, there's just just a tremendous amount of work goes on behind the scenes and all through the year the committee as well are constantly looking at raising funds even just making sure they've got the right certificates in place the right permissions in place so I, it's um, a lot and a lot of effort for one it's a bit like plan, uh, help plan a wedding for myself uh, just a month ago and that, it's very much the same actually um, it's a great day but there's so much effort goes into it over a whole year beforehand and then unlike the wedding they get going again pretty much the next next week because then they take down the tents and start planning again. So. And if there was one last question uh, to get back to your, to your music, what do you think the Benesson show means to the community here? Uh, it's, to be honest, I guess as somebody coming from the city, um, it's taken a bit of time to get used to it, but it's, it is the event for folk. Folk are talking about it all year can't wait for the, the show and it's there's so many even folk that that you don't I don't know maybe don't associate actually with the agricultural show size of it come out for it so you end up seeing so many faces that through the year you don't really get a chance to catch up with or see so it, it really really does bring out folk from every every group every community within the community and um, I thought looking across as well see Mamie Brunton as well so it's all ages Mamie yeah. Brunton and then kids down to about three so it's um, it's just huge and it's, it seems to be getting bigger and bigger because the show field is extending massive, every yeah. year as well so it's um, aye it's just generally a great day out to, to just catch up with folk and, and um, see what's going on see what folk are up to <laughs> Second, Ian Mackay, the Weiss. Third, Sean Fisher. And first, we can find Sean Fisher. Alexander Coyne.
And Alexander, how many times have you done the Benesson show? Uh, about seven times, probably more. <laughs> and what what is it that you show at the Benesson show? Uh, well, I used to show Texels, uh, Cheviots, but now I have my own Texels, so I show Texels now. And are you happy with how they've done today? Uh, yeah. Have you had any firsts at all? Uh, yeah, I got a first with my top lamb. And is that, you must have had firsts in the past then? Uh, yeah. What do you think the highlight of the Benesson show is for you? Uh, I just like coming here and uh, helping out with the sheep. And is, are there any, uh, is there anyone in particular that you help out at all? Uh, I help Angus, uh, Fiona, Jimmy. And do you have any hopes for your animals and your beasts? What, what, what are your hopes for your beasts in the future, do you think? Uh, not to come last. The dog show is just started again. There are two sections of dog show to go and then we'll get the, the best dog at show and then it'll be over to the tents for the Chuck and the Champions then. So we just, once we get the best dog at show, it'll be the Champion and the Champions. The, the race, the races are going to take place straight after that. So we've got the hill races, and that will take place down just below the sheep pen. So John McFadden and Rowan, Rowan will be down there taking names, okay? So that'll be John and Rowan. Thank you. Uh, my name is Andy Johnston, and I live at Lee, a couple of miles outside Benesson. What were your memories of the Benesson show when you were growing up? Um, the Benesson show, before I came to it, I used to hear about it. At primary school, all the people that had crofts and farms used to bring animals to it, and I always thought it sounded really exciting. And then when I got involved with the pipe band, which was, um, I was never any good at the pipes, <laughs> but we used to do things all summer, um, and I was so not any good at the pipes that they just used to tape up my reeds and they said no one will notice. So I wasn't making any noise, I was just standing there blowing, not making any sound at all. Just move your fingers, they said, and the tourists seemed to like it. But that, the upshot of that gig was that you got to go to things like the Top Games and the Vanessa Show. And So once I got here, it was interesting to see all the animals, it was kind of exciting and, and just... I was, it felt like the other end of the world when you heard that someone had come down from Glengorham or something like that, <laughs> come that far sort of thing down here. But then, uh, so it was really good fun and really exciting and perpetually raining, my, my memories of it. <laughs> but there was, there was a few times they did have, nowadays bouncy castles, they've all got walls to keep you safe. Yes. And I remember the bouncy castle being basically a massive cushion which I was too wee really to get on and it was, I'm amazed there weren't more kind of broken spines and cracked skulls and all these types of things but then, <laughs> it was always really exciting though do you know what I mean? but how we got away with it without people buying up in intensive care, I don't know <laughs> It was a, a big bag yeah, basically yeah, that, yeah, it was and there was, there was no, like you could, if you got onto it you were just sort of clinging you couldn't, I never had the guts to stand up on it because I knew someone was just going to push me off and it felt like I don't know whether it was only three or four feet, but I was probably only three or four feet tall. So, <laughs> you know, that's a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. when um, when you were wee, um, were there any characters that stick out from your memory at all? Um, uh, well, most of the ones I knew by name were, were um, the ones from my owner. Like, I remember like Doody and Gordon Grant used to... <laughs> I remember him with a lot of cups and stuff like that. And there used to be a, I don't know whether it was only in my mind, I, I grew up in, in the Clumber Hotel. Yes. And there was a, 
I don't know whether it was actually a rivalry or not, but there was a competition between the, the two hotels now owners to who was going to win the cup for the veg. Ah. Jeff Minter was the gardener in the Columbia then. Yeah. And uh, they used to take that. He used to, well, just used to, yeah, come over and have a great day and come home with a cup sort of thing. There was a Kiwi guy as well brought over my, he came over one day, I wasn't actually here that year, but he, he came over from the hotel, he was working in the hotel, and he took over our family dog. And uh, was most affronted. He entered the dog, which proceeded to growl at the judge and refused to show. <laughs> and was most affronted when the judge went and gave the prizes to a, to another far more worthy dog, I presume. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I've got uh, really good memories of the show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other question I've been asking everyone is, what do you think the importance of the show to the communities of the Rossamal and Iona are? It brings the community together in a way that, and lots of people now that like our eldest is at high school. Lots of you can speak to parents and teachers over there and say, oh, I was over at the show one year, I was over at the, and it sort of brings people to this, particularly this end of the island. This, this sometimes a lot of the things like the rally and the music festival and stuff like that, and well, it feels like that's a lot more based up here. But down, I mean, there are, there are the good things down here too, the fish and stuff like that. There's always oh, yeah. lots going on, but it's it's um it's quite it's quite a nice one for the summer, and it feels like a lot of. Uh, through the school holidays, kids are building up to it and excited for it and looking forward to it and stuff. So it's good, though. It's certainly it's been a great day. day to this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, the weather always helps, eh? <laughs> My name's Neil McCallum uh, from Finnefort. How long have you been coming to the Bedesson Show for? Oh, for as long as I can remember, since I was just a, a wee lad. Um, just local show, you've got to go along and uh, enjoy it and uh, support it. And yeah, it's brilliant, thoroughly enjoy it. Who were the characters in the show when you were, uh, when you were a wee man yourself? <laughs> well, probably uh, my, there were quite a few characters in the rear tent yes. um, towards the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, over the years, um, you had stalwarts like uh, Ronnie Campbell, obviously, and then you've got likes of uh, Gordy Rutherford now, obviously, is uh, in charge of things now, but uh, Stephen on the, the mic and doing all the announcing now. But uh, there's loads of characters over the years, and yeah, I think uh, it'll be the same for years to come as well. Are there any particular memories of the Benesson show you have from, from youth at all or from uh, the years gone by? Well, my sort of main memory is always some pipe here piping today with the Mullinona Pipe Band and um, going back, uh, even when I was a youngster, I was piping with the, the band here as well. So I always remember being at the Benesson show and playing the pipes. Um, so, I mean, that's always always good in, in terms of, uh, you know, get a bit of music and adds to everything else that's going on. I mean, there's loads here today. Um, also all the, the sheep and the cattle, uh, horses and loads of different... Um, things getting shown, you know. Have you ever shown anything at all yourself at the show as well? Uh, no, no, I am not into farming or anything like that. My sister here today showing off two of her dogs, right enough. Ah. Uh, she's got two Bernese mountain dogs. Oh, it's hers, they're gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely, big, lovely big dogs, so yeah. uh, they've not been on yet, so just be watching out for them soon. All oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so she's looking forward to that. And in terms of what the show means to the community, how does this fit into community life? Well, I think it's it's showing day-to-day life, uh, but on a kind of show field, um, because all these um, folk that do farming, um, they're doing that day in, day out, and then this is their opportunity to bring their, their livestock along, show them off at their best, and they put a lot of preparation into it as well, getting the, the sheep and the cattle ready to show, and also the, 
the, the produce tents as well, people showing their skills at baking and, and all that kind of stuff and vegetable growing. I think it's really showing the best of the area uh, on one day. Yeah. You've got loads of tourists here as well enjoying it. But the locals thoroughly enjoy it as well. That's why there's such a big turnout. Uh, it's a gorgeous day here today, so it's really busy. Uh, but even on days, when uh, on years when the, it's not been particularly good weather, there's still a good showing uh, because the locals make a big effort to come along, you know. Thank you to everyone who spoke to me, Steve McCallum, Jane Brunton, Mamie Brunton and Gregor, Nigel Burgess and Davy Kirkpatrick, the anonymous farmer from Tarloisk called Ian Mackay, Charlie Hogg, Cameron Anson, Alexander Quinn, Andy Johnson and Neil McCallum. Thank you too to Anda Campbell and Jimmy Campbell, who both spoke to me but whose voices aren't heard in this episode because of the recording failing, which is entirely my fault. So I'm sorry about that and I hope I can catch up with both of these gentlemen at some point in the future and ask them to share their memories of the show then. So I'm really sorry about that. Thank you so much to the Benesson Show Committee for inviting me to come down and record as well. Jane Brunton who heard it towards the start of the episode, had a fantastic memory that she shared with me after the day had passed. I'll read it to you as she sent it to me. A good number of years ago, when Sandy and I had the ferry shop, the show committee asked if we would set up a shop at the show, selling juice, snacks and ice cream. We did that for a number of years and it was very busy. If the weather forecast was for hot and sunny, we knew we would need to have lots of ice cream. We would take an ice cream freezer along to the show ground, chock a block full with ice lollies and ice creams. And then we would gamble. Forteeth's was one of our ice cream suppliers, and they would deliver to the shop on a Friday. Benesson show is always on the first Friday in August, so we would give Forteeth's a big order of ice creams to deliver to us on the show field. The gamble was, of course, whether or not we would have sold out the first freezer full of ice creams before Forteeth's would arrive, with a big delivery to refill the freezer. If we hadn't emptied the freezer before the delivery arrived, we would have nowhere to put the new delivery. But it always worked out fine, and we would sell two freezers full on Sunny Benesson show days. So there you go. It's a wee bit of a different episode, but one that hopefully captures something of a moment in time. Thank you so much for listening. It's a privilege and an honour to share these stories with you, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. I'm going to sign off with the wonderful Mull and Iona Pipe Band to play us out. Shinakaday. Morantang. about to do his streaks of hazard, the world famous streaks of hazard, make your way down.
Mark Wiley and his collie dog rounding up the runner ducks. It's not to be missed to make their way down to the football pitch. And the Drake's and Hazard show is about to start, so we'll give you a couple of minutes to get down there.